Hello and welcome back to Raising Thinkers. It's Shelly and I'm glad to have you here. In today's episode, I want to discuss how we can use creativity to support and consolidate our thinking and learning. First of all, there's already this thing called creative thinking. This is a little bit different. I'd like to focus on how we can use creative outputs or products to explain our understanding of something. Often it's something that we've read or something that we've learned. As a teacher, one thing I like to focus on is giving children choice. They can solve this problem or that problem. They can do something this way or that way. You can choose between any of these five strategies to solve this one problem. Sometimes I leave the door completely wide open and say that they can choose to express their understanding however they want. They just need to let me know their plan before they make that decision. A child will take greater ownership and be more invested in their learning when they are given freedom. Certain amounts of freedom are more appropriate at certain ages than others. Ten choices might be a little bit too much for your younger child, but three choices could be just right. Maybe only two, depending on what you want them to do. There are many ways to be able to show what we understand. By the time we go through school, as adults, we have often learned that this is done through writing, through speaking, or through some other formalized method. All of these are very valid. However, I have to say they may not be quite as fun, especially for our children, and we want them to enjoy learning. I would like to propose three other creative alternatives. So first of all, the creation of visual art. After reading a book, instead of asking your child to write a summary of what the story was about, or even of just one chapter, ask them if they can create an artistic expression that would encapsulate it all. How can they wrap up a story into one drawing, painting, collage, or even a photographic montage? In my opinion, this is a little bit more challenging to think through than just writing a paragraph or two. Yes, it's definitely challenging to summarize everything in words, but how much more powerful to have to think through what images to put together to really showcase different actions, feelings, dialogues, and more that have happened throughout the story. Either way, your child is creating a summary, which has been proven to have a positive effect upon learning. However, one way you might be tearing your own hair out trying to get them to create the summary versus in the other way, they're doing it with more enthusiasm and they want you to put it up on their refrigerator afterwards. The second idea and choice that you could offer would be through drama. Now, not every child likes to put on a show, but some of them really love this sort of thing. My sister entertained us a number of times with detailed and somewhat dramatic retellings and summaries at the dinner table. Sometimes we joke with her that her summaries were longer than the actual story, but we love them because the way that she retold the story was so engaging. It could be this sort of summary around the dinner table, just talking as a family, or it could be an actual reenactment where they are acting out the main pieces of the story. Another way for them to do a retelling, choosing the essential pieces of the story to include, is by using their toys, their stuffed animals, their Legos, whatever they choose, to create a video summary. It could even be a stop-motion film. This can be with or without narration and could be a fun movie for the family to watch together. I personally used to do this sort of thing with my toys in my room when I was a kid. I even got the lamp from my dad's office and used different cloth backdrops to put in different parts of the story. Was I using my thinking skills? Absolutely. A third option is dance. 
If you've listened to the other episodes, this comes as no surprise to you. You would know by now that I was a ballerina. Being able to express something through dance is really quite complicated in many ways. In these previous examples, I expressed more about summarizing a story, something fictional, or perhaps historical or biographical. However, all of these can also be done with nonfiction. For example, if your child has recently been looking at butterflies and inquiring about metamorphosis, what if they were able to show the metamorphic process through dance? They could even choose to have it with music, which would add in another layer of thinking, as the music itself sets the tone for both the movements and the story. Would lots of thinking be involved? You can bet on it. As one last bonus idea, don't forget about the game of charades. Have everyone in the family write down the names of different books or stories or scientific processes, events, etc. Then take turns acting them out and trying to guess. Summarizing? Check. Thinking? Check. Having fun as a family? Check. It's a triple win. That's all for today. Just a few more ideas to share with you that I hope can be helpful as you raise thinkers in your home. They are the future leaders of our world. Thank you for investing in your child's development. What you do as parents makes a difference. Don't forget to subscribe, and I hope the creative ideas coming from your home are a lot of fun for you all. See you in the next episode.